get this thing up. I pulled it straight out. My name's Jake, I'm an alcoholic. Hey, uh, super grateful to be here. Thanks for uh, asking me to come share. Um, I'd like to welcome all the newcomers and anyone who took any length of sobriety. Um, you know, if you drank how I drank and used how I used, one minute is incredible. Um, birthdays, great. RJ, happy birthday. Um, homeboy, happy birthday, can't remember your name. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not great mentally, you know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I love seeing guys come in and take time. Um, you know, RJ, I saw him come in talking to himself and seeing things and uh, look at him today, you know. Uh, I have a sobriety date of January 31st, 2019. Um, that sobriety date was not chosen by me. It was chosen by the SWAT team. Um, you know, a little bit about myself. I grew up in, on the mean streets of San Clemente. <laughs> uh, I had a really, really rough childhood. Not really. You know, I had great parents. My mom's been in the program for 37 years. Um, and, you know, the thing that always stood out to me when I was growing up is she had all her sponsees and all her friends and everyone was so happy. And I was like, what the fuck is their problem? Why are they so happy? Right? Like, truly, why are they so happy? And I didn't get it. And, uh, you know, I won't go into the, the drinking too much and the using too much because that was just, you know, it started really early and it continued until it didn't. Um, you know, I, I was in high school. It was normal. You know, you're, you're smoking weed, you're drinking. That's, that's normal in high school. Uh, you know, the summer after high school, I got my then girlfriend at the time pregnant and uh, we got married. That's the next year. And I had a baby at 19 years old and I was living by myself in my apartment with my wife and my kid. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing it big. Right. And drinking every night, even at 19 years old, drinking every night. And uh, that cycle went on for a very long time until, you know, I was on a sick one and she left and she left. And I was like, this is amazing. Now I could do whatever I want. No one's going to stop me from doing anything. And uh, that didn't go very well because no one could stop me from doing anything. I had no buffer anymore. Um, it was just balls to the wall, like drinking as much as I can, waking up, hoping I didn't wake up. And uh, that went like that for a while until I got really, really drunk and did something really, really stupid and the SWAT team took notice. So, uh, you know, January 31st, 2019, they kicked in the door and raided my house at five in the morning, which was great. Um, threw me in the back of the cop car and uh, Mirandized me and told me I was being charged with attempt murder, conspiracy to commit murder, shooting into an inhabited dwelling, sold with a deadly weapon with intent to cause great bodily injury. And I was like, sick. I want to, I definitely need a lawyer. Um, so they, they threw me in the back of the cop car and it was so weird because I was sitting in the back of the cop car and that was the first time I had felt any sense of serenity in a long time. Cause I was sitting in the back of that cop car and, you know, I'd never been arrested before. So I, you know, I did it big my first time. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to go away before, but I know like, I don't have to keep living the way I'm living. And I went to jail and I was in jail for three months before I found out you could get day for day credit and treatment. So I was like, yeah, run that. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, I bailed out and went to treatment and totally half-assed my way through the program. You know, I did 90 and 90. Um, you know, I got a sponsor. I half-assed the steps and it was totally half-assed. Everything I did was half-assed. 
Um, it was really just to keep people off my back. And it was, you know, my first year of sobriety was because my wife told me you're not going to be able to get a year. And I said, yeah, I'll show you. So spite accomplished a lot for me in the beginning. Um, you know, I half-assed the steps and I got half-assed results, but at the time, those half-assed results were great for me because I wasn't actively burning my life to the ground. So it seemed like I was doing really good things. And, uh, you know, it was just like, I'd still be arguing. I was still like, I, all those character defects were still there. They were still glaring. I was just shoving them down. Right. And so my wife and I tried to get back together and, uh, you know, the little bit of program I had in me had showed me like, you know what, this isn't healthy for me. Right. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to get back together anymore. And she was so pissed because I had told her all these crazy things to the jail phone, like you do. And, you know, this time's going to be different, you know? I'm not going to be a scumbag anymore and everything's going to be different this time and everything's going to be great. And, uh, you know, we tried to get back together for like two weeks and I was like, yeah, I'm calling it, cut my losses. <laughs> and, uh, she was so pissed. And, uh, you know, in that time, I, you know, my charges, I was looking at 15 years and then I was looking at nine years and I was looking at six years. And then the judge was said, you're going to get no less than three years. And the DA said, you're going to get no less than three years. And that little bit of program I had in me, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to court and let's just get this over with. If God wants me to do three years, I'm going to do three years. And uh, I let it go. I didn't have the fear anymore. And I went to court and the judge who was hell bent on giving me three years was on vacation. And the stand in judge, my lawyer had known for 25 years. Uh, the DA who was going to give me no less than three years got assigned to a bigger case. And I had a junior DA who didn't care what the sentence was as long as she got a felony conviction. So I got a year credit time served for treatment and uh, time in jail, a year credit time served and three years probation and a 15 year suspended sentence. Um, you know, they let me off of probation two years early or a year early, sorry. They let me off after two years and uh, my 15 year suspended sentence was up last August, which uh, that was good motivation to not do any felonies, you know? Um, you know, so let me backtrack a little bit. My wife and I tried to get back together. It didn't work out. We, you know, we became friends. We're co-parenting my daughter. And then in uh, December 2019, she died in a DUI related car accident. So I didn't necessarily know what to do. Right. I knew my feet knew what to do. And, you know, my phone knew what to do. So I didn't call AA people first. I called some friends. I called some friends I've known for 10, 15 years. And I told them, oh, like, you know, my wife just died. And they hit me with the, oh, that's crazy. Or like, oh, that sucks. Like people I've known for 10, 15 years hit me with like, damn, that's crazy. When I told them my wife died, you know, I called people in AA and it was all the same. It was, what do you need me to be? Or uh, where do you need me to be? What do you need me to do? How can I be of service? And that was like the turning point for me of like, you know what? Like, how am I going to like get through this? for my daughter, right? Because it's not about me anymore. It's about my wife's family. It's about my daughter. Like, how can I be of service to other people now and not be a scumbag? And that was kind of when I just dove full on into the program. And I, you know, I got a new sponsor and uh, I reworked my steps pretty honestly, right? Because, you know, like my conception of honesty wasn't the best. So, you know, I worked them as honestly as I could the second time around. And, uh, you know, I started seeing the results of that. And I started getting sponsees and, you know, they started getting sponsees. You know, I started going to meetings and, you know, more frequently, um, 
you know, and that sponsor moved away and I got a new sponsor who I'm kind of introducing here. He's going to be speaking up after me. And, uh, I got really honest with that guy. And, you know, we went through my resentment list and I had like, like 10 people on there and I had like six pages on me. Right. Cause I was the only one I resented. And, um, that was, that was like hard for me to realize even at like three years of sobriety that I just beat the shit out of myself. Like for any problem, I just beat the hell out of myself. Like, you know what? Someone can come up to me and they could stab me and I could be like, you know what? I forgive you. Like you didn't mean to do it. Mm-hmm. And I could stub my toe and I'll be talking shit on myself for two weeks about stubbing my toe. And, um, you know, I don't do that anymore. It's been like a slow progression, right? You got to get your reps in and you got to j- just keep working on things. But, um, you know, my life today is, is awesome. Um, the craziest thing is that I have people in my life who trust me, which is super weird. Like, to have people who trust me and actually want me to be around super weird. And my job requires like a really weird amount of trust where I'm in surgeries and like watching surgeons do stuff. And I'm telling the surgeon how to do something. And, um, you know, if you were afraid of getting surgery before you should be fucking terrified because (laughs) I'm the guy in there telling the surgeon what to do. And that's, that's terrifying. Um, but having people that trust me and having people who genuinely care about me is insane because I didn't genuinely care about anyone else. I didn't care about my wife. I didn't care about my daughter. I didn't care about my family. I didn't care about myself. How could I care about anyone else? And, um, you know, today I have a good relationship with my daughter. I have an amazing girlfriend who has more time than me. And, um, you know, she doesn't let me get away with anything. I can't get away with anything. My sponsor doesn't let me get away with anything. I definitely can't get away with anything with her around. Um, you know, I have genuine friends who are all on the program. I can't say for certain I have any friends who I'm in constant contact with anymore who aren't in the program, you know, like a lot of the dudes I used to drink and get high with, they're either dead or they're in prison. And, uh, you know, I had a sponsee who, who took a good amount of time and he had that reservation that he could smoke weed normally. I said, run it. I'm not the kind of sponsor to, to tell you like, Oh no, you can never do this. You can never do that. Kid was 19 years old. He wanted to smoke weed. Do it, dude. You've already relapsed. If you're thinking about it. Uh, he ended up catching a case for distributing fentanyl and killing someone. He's probably looking at a lot of time right now. Um, you know, so like to go back out and drink and use the way I did before is absolutely terrifying. And I'll kind of end with this. Um, you know, what I've seen the program do for people was insane, but this is a really good instance. I had a friend that we went to high school together with. We used to do all kinds of crazy stuff together with. And um, we got reacquainted in this program when we had around the same time. And he had been fighting a, a fentanyl distribution case and someone died. He'd been fighting this case for two years. I, we got reacquainted when he had two years sober. And, um, you know, he, he took three years. I was there. We, we kind of stuck together and went to meetings together and he went to go get sentenced. And, um, it was kind of, they were going to give him anywhere from zero to 20 years, depending on the judge. And the judge decided to give him 12 years and it was, it's a federal bid. So you're doing the whole time. Right. And, uh, you know, I talked to him, I was like, dude, that really sucks. And he said, you know what, if God wants me to do 12 years, all I could do is go do my time and try to be of service to people in there. And um, that's incredible because I, you know, even right now, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I think I'd be in Mexico, but um, yeah, it's incredible. The, the, what the program does for people is absolutely amazing. If you're skeptical about it, I was too. Um, just stick around and try. So thank you. Thank you.